discover somebody that can make anything seem interesting and they just sort of like will you know give you a rant about some random history fact for like six minutes and it's the best <laughs> that's who i got to talk that kind of person is who i got to talk to um this week his name is tj whitehead he's on uh tiktok uh, um with multiple you know, tiktok has this weird thing by the way that it like they like ban people for no reason and so people are forced to make like backup accounts for when that happens it's really weird anyway he goes by um power is taken not given and his backup account is power is taken not given three um he has like just random videos like one video is about how um helium is like a useful and very limited resource on earth and we're eventually going to run out of it and we're just kind of like throwing it away in like balloons <laughs> um then he has this other video about um how um the the star of the show in the kennedy family was supposed to be john f kennedy's older brother and then it like changed it. like anyway it's a lot of interesting stuff and um he also talks about like you know uh, race social issues religion stuff just he's all over the map and um he somehow makes stuff that would normally make me snore very interesting um so i knew i had to get him on on the on the podcast just just to talk to him for a while and and i had the, pl- the pleasure and the privilege of doing so so here's uh, tj whitehead what so i need some context so I need the the whole shebang. Where where are you from? Where do you live? What's uh, I was like doing some um, that that creepy doom scrolling you do on on your crush when you go too deep into their their social media feed. <laughs> I was doing that with you, and I was like, oh snap! He went to a fundamentalist. Was it high school or college? High school? Both. Yeah, and like um, I had to scroll back pretty far to get there. So, because you haven't talked about it in a while, at least not not recently in, in the number of posts you've so done recently. So, I talked about, so I have two accounts on our video on TikTok. Oh, okay. Um, and so I saw I that you were started, like banned from one and you were like, hop, like, yeah. Yeah. So, on my, on my, uh, on my new one, Powers Taken, not uh, Taken, I give it three, I reposted a series that I was doing uh, covering uh, fundamentalist evangelical Christian high school curriculum. And so I did that last week or something. I only did three videos because it just, it hurt. Like it was, it was just, it's fascist propaganda. That's all mm. it is. And it was really, like, it, it was a lot more taxing on me than I thought it would be. So my series is only three videos. I really need to go back and do it. But, but anyway, my history, uh, I was born in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. My dad was a soldier. And, what, what uh, army he okay. was uh he was a well he started off as a tanker and then he became a medic i think i don't know when the switch happened but uh he was a medic as far back as i can remember uh but uh we were in germany he was a well i say he was an alcoholic but i know that like in recovery terms they don't say was they say is yeah or i are they say is a so, recovering alcoholic i guess is the yeah yeah the he hasn't had a drop of alcohol in like 30 years so it's weird to call him an alcoholic <laughs> you know it seems weird to me but uh hey whatever uh but he had a very bad drinking problem and he got into a car accident on the autobahn when we were living in germany and he he blew something crazy, like a, like a 0.38 or something. Like he was drinking rocket fuel or some shit. Mm. And they made him go to AA. These days, they just kick you out of the army. But back then, they 
you know, kept you around or some shit. So while he was in AA, he met a guy who invited him to church. And that's when we started going to church. And I was about 10 years old, I think, when that happened. Uh, we were in Rhineland Baptist Church in Kinsbach, Germany. And we got, you know, dad turned his life around. Like uh, he, he, he hadn't had a drop of drink, drink since then. And we became part of this independent fundamental Baptist church. How, how old are you at this point? About 10, about 10 years old. Okay. And there was one other black family in the church, the pride family. Uh, and we then Germany, and then we ended up being stationed for Litterwood and they were too. So it was weird. Like I quickly after that, so we kind of uh, got that point, but we're the only two like black families in that circle that I knew. And I was a believer, man. Like I, 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 I let's go. I I checked out some of your shit too. Uh, mm. I I wrote down stuff I want to talk about. Okay, <laughs> of course, definitely. I want to talk about. Gladly. Uh, but yeah, I was a, a believer. <clears throat> yeah, I was into it hardcore. Like I uh, graduated from a Christian high school. What what like flavor Christian... of Christianity were you? Independent to? fundamental. I, it was very similar to yours, if not the same. Independent mm. fundamentalist Baptist. Like where where were you guys? Um. It, it was we called it non-denominational but like i grew up in like a pentecostal um oh pentecostal yeah okay oh well so not baptist we were yeah we weren't pentecostal pentecostal was weird to me <laughs> 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 it's funny. I, I i i was talking about pentecostals the other day and how like the speaking in tongues thing i always thought was silly um well, I mean, it's funny saying any of it silly now because <laughs> it's all silly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, it's, it's, uh, but anyway, uh, I get sidetracked. I went to a independent fundamentalist Baptist college as well. And that is where my departure from the faith came. We had a, we had a, uh, we had an event. It was a week long event. I can't remember what it was called, but basically the point of the event was to show that we were right that we had the right version of Christianity, you know, mm. after 2000 years, we finally got it, you know? And uh, I was very interested in that because I like to debate, you know, and uh, uh, argue, you know, as college boys do, you know, and I wanted to prove that the Bible was the word of God. Mm. It's very important. I mean, we all assumed it was, but how can I prove it? Yeah. And how do we know we're right? And so turns out they didn't even touch that. Like that, which is but the the conclusion of the whole week was we are the correct version of Christianity because we follow the Bible. What was like, it was this a, a debate like between two parties? Or? No, this was like a uh this was like a it was a series in chapel. Okay. So like for an hour or two a day, we would have speakers talk about this. Okay. And uh that was their conclusion that we were the correct version of Christianity. Because we followed the Bible, I was like, "Well, that's what everybody would say." <laughs> that's, that's not that's not an answer. So I started diving deep into it myself, and that's when I discovered the uh, formation of the New Testament canon. And I was not impressed with what I saw. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure I knew that at the time that the Gospels weren't eyewitness accounts, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, like. Um, Mark and Luke wouldn't have been eyewitness accounts anyway, they, they didn't have Jesus, but Matthew and uh, and John would have been. But I knew they were just uh, traditions passed down and that they were recorded. I think Mark is the oldest gospel at AD 70. And the earliest writings, I think it's like the, this is when I found out the earliest writings in the Bible 
or Paul, which were on the New Testament. You, you, know, what, you know what drives me crazy? So, like, have, did you follow Serial, like the podcast series? So pod, podcasting. I've been recommended several times, but I never. Yeah. The, the first time anyone used the word podcast was when the iPad came out, and like Steve Jobs was like, "We have these things called." Pod-. May, they may have existed outside of that, but that's when it became like a household right. name, and it was like these um, downloadable like radio shows you download to your iPod. Um, and then they just kind of like died off, and then Serial came out in like 2011, around there, I think, mm-hmm. 2012, and or maybe it was later, but it was like relatively recent. Um, like it, it was like 10 years or so after the podcast really came out, um, Serial blew up and it was the most popular. I think it's still the most popular podcast ever. It's like more popular. It's super captivating. It's basically like they cover like a mystery of like an unsolved case. Um, and there the the story is about this thing that happened in like the late 90s, 1999. And mind you, this is being covered mid 2010, like early 2010s. So it's already like a like a 13 year old or so case or 12 year old case at this mm-hmm. point. And I'm just like, how do they have this information? How are they covering something? Like, how do these people remember? Because these are like detectives and stuff talking to people about something that happened in high school. Yeah. And and that and and when when I hear this podcast, I'm like, how do they remember so many details, so many minutes of the day? Imagine <laughs> something that happened like. 30 years ago with no evidence, no cameras, no literally just like yeah. so people talk about stuff stuff in the Bible rewritten like 40 years after Jesus, 50 years after Jesus. I'm like, there's no way that any of this is accurate. I just like it. <laughs> right. It, it, it's and what's crazy is that Paul is the earliest writings of the gospel or of the writings of the New Testament. Mm. What's interesting to me is not what Paul says. As much as what Paul didn't say, mm. like Paul never mentioned the virgin birth once, like not one time. <laughs> like, like and, and he, really, he was the not once. Paul never says that Christ was born of a virgin, and it's like you think that'd be an important thing to talk about. <laughs> like, if uh, if if like if like you're leading off talking about Jesus, it's like, oh, by the way, uh, he doesn't have a human father. Like, whoa, really? That's no, never mentioned, not, not mentioned once. And, uh, that's funny to me that, that, uh, the stuff that Paul just doesn't talk about that was clearly embellished later. And you can even see that in the gospels. Like, with, it's funny. I can't remember. I I, I I had this whole thing growing up that I never wanted to get into apologetics. I didn't find it interesting. I still don't really, like, not that I don't care. It's like, I just I, I never wanted to get into it because I in the back of my mind I knew that I didn't want doubts. <laughs> I knew that as soon as I do it, started doing any kind of research, the doubts would would pour right in, and huh. I, I I just I I liked where I was and I enjoyed um, being a Christian. All right, and but I, that I, meant I, you already had doubts. Though. I did, I did, but I yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it was like somebody would tell me like, or it's like if somebody was like, hey. Um, uh, you know, some, you're going to get a, a great surprise tomorrow. It's like, I'd rather not even look into it because I, I the anticipation is, is, is most, is the fun part, you know? Yeah. So it's sure, like, I'd ra- it's, I just kind of like, I would focus on other things when it came, when it came to oh, my, my spiritual faith. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, I had to know. I, I had to know. And uh, oh, for, for yeah, those who are, I was going to say for the, for the listener, for those who are aware, um, um, TJ, what's TJ stand for? Uh, Tony Jr. is okay. what it stands for. My, so, my full name is Tony Lee Whitehead Jr. All right. So TJ's um, a feed on TikTok is all like 
history stuff and like did you know that dot 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 like this all this super interesting a lot of history just kind of all and they had this whole video about helium that i found super interesting like all this cool stuff so i could i could imagine why you you needed to know you're a need to know kind of person i feel like at this point well it's like here's the thing not all christians are like that Mm. like the the vast majority are not Mm. and i mean if they were there'd be very few of them (laughs) There'd be a lot fewer, yeah. But here's the thing. The way I saw it is, if this God is who we say he is, and he's worth worshiping, I, I, we, we, we owe him. Like, mm. We owe him the respect of knowing, like, how he did all this. Like, it's just like, it seems rude to not know. And, uh, and if we're going to be debating other people or trying to convert other people, they're going to have questions and mm-hmm. I want to have answers to it. And I yeah. want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. And, well, anyway, the construction of the Bible, I found out that the first like New Testament canon was written by a guy named, uh, well, compiled by a man named Marcion uh, in around the early 100s, I think. Because like the Revelation was the last book written. That was like 110. So somewhere around that, around there. A bishop named Marcion compiled uh, the book of Luke and Acts and the writings of Paul okay. and made that the New Testament canon. And what's interesting about Marcion is that he actually he did a smart move, and it's unfortunate that Christians didn't follow up with this. He got rid of the Old Testament altogether. Uh, as far as Marcion was concerned, he thought the Old Testament God was a vengeful, petty, cruel, evil God. And the God of the New Testament was the new God. That's who we're worshiping now. And uh, which, look. So the, like if they clear, were separate people or? Yeah, like that was an old God. And okay. now, boom, we're done with him. Now we have a new God. And uh, which I got to say, it clears up a lot of issues uh, from the Old Testament and shit. Because well, he's right about the Old Testament. It is, uh, you know, vengeful and cruel and uh, vindictive. Mm. But uh, he was the first person to put together the New Testament canon. And then other bishops started putting together their own canons. Now, the canon that we know today, the 27th book, did exist fairly early. Like, it existed, like, within 100 years of the life of Jesus. It was pretty quick. But it wasn't the, like, agreed-upon New Testament because there were canons all over the Middle East and uh, uh, Asia and Africa. And um, it wasn't until the Council of Hippo, I think, and that was like an 8310 or something where they said, all right, the Catholic Church said these 27 books are the New Testament, which didn't sit well with me at all. Because who the fuck are you to tell me like that's the New Testament? Like these people, these people didn't know Jesus. None of them were even apostles. Like they have no more apostolic authority than you or me to mm-hmm. say that this is real. And I was like, yeah, so why should I take their word for it? After that, I kind of, I, I still believed in God, but I couldn't really call myself a Christian anymore because, I mean, how? Like, how could you after learning that? And uh, that was my departure from the faith was... Uh, and that was when? Uh, that was when. That, that was when. Like, uh, no, I'm saying, I'm, ask, were... I'm asking you, that was when? Like, when was that? I should have... Oh, that that was, was bad grammar. <laughs> when was that? This was, uh, like, 2003 or four. I'm going to guess, somewhere around there. Uh, so I'd be like 21, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how it happened. Hmm. How, how long has it been since, since then? I mean, 
um, I, I, I noticed that you're a black person. <laughs> and because oh. of that, you probably age in a way that it's impossible for me to know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> are you asking how old I am? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm 40. Oh, you yeah. see, you see? <laughs> dude, <laughs> what the heck, man? Um, so uh, I, had to, I would have I, you could have told me literally any number and it'd be like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well um i think i do look younger than 40 um my mom is 60 or 56 she's 56 oh wow my mom has not aged a goddamn day since 1995 i believe it i've seen I remember the video. I saw the video. I'm like, oh, that's my birthday. She looks exactly the same. Let me tell you, if she if she wore clothing now from those days, I bet you she would look. It looked like she has. She's never aged. (laughs) I feel like the the fashion and hair thing has had more influence. There's. I saw a TikTok trend about this where like moms wore their daughters' clothes. Yep. I mean, they look like it was. But uh, so my dad does look his age. My dad looks every every day. <laughs> you can see mm-hmm. on my dad's face. But my mom's side of the family. But mom also told us like you know moisturize all the time. I mean, black people <laughs> have to do it. Like we have to moisturize. But like I I, I apply lotion like four or five times a day. I have to. So that's why I help my skin a lot. But yeah. Uh, so I'm 40, and I was an uh, evangelical Christian for maybe 10, 12 years, but it was, a, it was formative years of my life. Yeah. Like, you know, in uh, high, junior high school, high school, college, and losing my faith was the most traumatic experience in my life. Like I, it's, it, it was horrible. I, I was dating a girl and we were, you know, very close to getting engaged. We were ring shopping and everything. Mm. And she was an evangel- evangelical Christian like I was, and I had to tell her. I mean, I could. It would. I, there's no way I could just tell yeah. her that. Oh, by the way, this person you thought I was. Yeah, this, this is something that that people kind of get um, twisted, where um, th- they say deconstruction is like trendy and people do it because right? they want it. And it's like, dude, it Consulting. sucks. It sucks. Who yes. the heck wants to deconstruct? No, I. Yeah. It's it's terrible, and uh, I had to tell her, and uh, of course, and this is also weird to people who didn't grow up like us, like you can't do that. Like you, 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 you're not to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Like I knew what was going to happen, yeah. which is crazy. The other people like, you broke up over that. It's like, listen, that's a, I knew it was going to. And, uh, she's the only person I told, I didn't tell anybody else. Uh, I told her, that, I told that to her because I, I felt like I had to, but I kept it from my family for another eight or nine years. And, uh, I only told them again because I was, I had a type and I, you know, I imprinted. So I, I kept dating Christian girls. And, <laughs> I, and by the way, it's hard to like not find, it's hard to find someone who's not a Christian. I think anyway. most, most so, people are either Christian yeah. or some other kind of religion. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> it always started out the same. Cause I, I was going to, I said, listen, I am an atheist. Just so you know, I know that you go to church and all that, but, uh, and then they all said, Oh, it's going to be fine until it got really serious. And then they had to think about your know, marriage and kids. And it was like, okay, well, this is going to be a problem. And then it always fell apart. And I never told my parents, like, why these nice girls and I keep breaking up. They're like, what's, what's going on here? And then mm-hmm. uh, after a while, I was like, look, I just got to tell them. Like, they, it was just not working. And then uh, what I didn't want my parents to, 
I never was afraid they were like gonna disown me or something like that a lot, which is unfortunate. It happens to a lot of yeah. people. But I just didn't want my parents to be, you know, lose sleep at night that their son's gonna burn in hell for eternity. I didn't <laughs> want to do that to them. Yeah. So uh, I remember it was funny. I told my dad, and dad's like, "Yeah." He says, "You know, um, I've seen some posts you made on Facebook that made me wonder, like, where you're coming from with that." And so that kind of makes sense. He goes, "Listen." Uh, you're an atheist. That's that. I still love you. And he says, like, I mean, I wouldn't care if like you were a Muslim, which is funny. It's like, that's, 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 that's still a believer. I don't know. I thought that was a funny thing to say. It was like, uh, like uh, there's a lot more ground uh, in common with Muslims. Yeah. Than like, I, I don't think people realize, especially people who, who didn't grow up um, uh, evangelical. Um, like I dated a Catholic in college and I, I like mm-hmm. hid it for like years. <laughs> Like crazy, my family. Because right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like uh, being a non-Protestant, like might as well be an atheist or or a it Muslim. Is, yeah, or whatever. there's no difference. It's all from Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, um, uh, there's also like like a fundamental shift that happens in just the way that that like your worldview. Um, I don't know how long that took for you. Like, on, um, before I even get get into that, do you have kids, a wife? Like, what's your no. Okay, so you're no, you're, I'm uh, I'm single. I'm dating uh, my girlfriend. I've been together for like three years now. Uh, she has two kids, but I have none of my own. No biological okay. kids. Yeah, um, yeah. I have I have children. I have uh, two toddlers, and like um, you know, this deconstruction thing is relatively recent for me and, and for my wife. Um, yes, I was shocked to read how quick, how recent though. I can't remember or read here yeah. uh, how recent deconstruction was. I think part of it is also just kind of like um, my whole life. I've always had like, you know, as we've, as we've discussed, like I've had doubts and I've had just like issues with the faith that have just been lingering back in my mind forever. <clears throat> and, um, I always would, um, dress up the doubt or like address the issue with, through a, a Christian lens. And I'd have like the, the either biblical or spiritual or emotional answer to any, any of the questions you know, or, you know, sometimes it would be like a non-answer. It'd be like, well, God is mysterious. I don't understand it. God is blah, blah, blah. Um, and, um, the vapid banality of a Christian. Yeah. And and like, um, when I gave myself permission to deconstruct is when all of those thoughts that I had, basically like a really, really thin veil was just pulled off all of them. It's like, we've been here the whole time. (laughs) Like these thoughts have always been here. Um, so like, uh, it's I I feel like I've been deconstructing for longer than than it seems like I just kind of like hit the ground running because of that because it's like these thoughts have been there forever um what thought did you have that started uh, I mean some of them are like it's like the typical um questions that people build like two-hour YouTube video debates around it's like is God good you know that's one of them um it's like if God is real then why do all these bad things happen? And then the answer would always be like, oh, um, you know, God doesn't um, control us. We have free will. We do evil things. It's not his will. You know, that was part of the contract. It's like, but then I'd have like a, the, the follow-up question for me was like, well, what about acts of God? Because you can talk about acts of men and blame men, but what about like a baby burning in a, in a forest fire <laughs> that had nothing to do with men? Right? And it's yeah. like, why did that have to happen? And it's yeah, like... It's like- <laughs> So like these these are questions that I've that I'd, I'd always had, um, and but I've had to essentially rebuild a new version of my worldview 
that doesn't necessarily include the existence of a God in it. Um, so, or, or even, and, and I know you, you post a lot about like socialism and stuff too, like even things about how like, um, a capitalist society has shaped our worldview in tandem with Christianity, how they kind of go hand in hand with each other in the United States. You know, like people, people think that, um, uh, that Christianity is a non-karmic religion where it's like, you, uh, you know, it's not about, um, you do this and then this happens, you know, Jesus died for you, whether you're good or not. So it's not about what you deserve because if we deserve, if we got what we deserve, we'd all get death because the wages of sin is death. Jesus died for your sins. You, you know the spiel, right? Um, yeah. But it's like, that's not how capitalism works at all. They're, they're, they're kind of like, um, they're opposites of each other. I've always thought like capitalism and Christianity um, live in odds of each other. Um, like they they um, conflict each other. Um, but uh, um, Christians, especially Western American Christians, have like twisted the uh, twisted it a little bit so that they they work with each other. Um, and I, yeah. I, I've had these discussions with people all the time, all the time. Yeah, but, it's um. So capitalism is at odds with Christianity and always kind of has been mm-hmm. until the Protestant Reformation. Then it was perfect because like uh, in Catholicism there was a big focus on community. Like there really was like you, uh, you, I mean, trust me, not defending the Catholic church, a horrible, like a uh, blight on humanity. Uh, but there was, uh, you know, the priest, you had to talk to the priest who, uh, was all your sins. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, uh, the mass was really important. Like uh, you, 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 it was in Latin, but it was not for you. It was for the community. Now, Protestantism made everything personal. Even your relationship with God is personal. Mm. And so that's like, like why. And then honestly, the, the biggest fulfillment of it is Mormonism. Mormonism is like the perfect marriage between capitalism and Christianity mm. because it is all, uh, self-serving, but, um, Christianity, like any other religion or any other, you know, ethos in general, it can mean what you want it to mean. Like it yeah. can. Like it's just uh it's you can uh twist it or I, I don't like when people say that uh that uh you know these religions, Christianity and like uh, his Islam, they're good and they're twisted for evil. It's like, listen, they're not good. They're not even or bad. They're just like words and that and beliefs people had and that you can make them fit any any prescription you want. So mm. Uh, I don't give him that much uh, credit on that, but uh, but you're right though that uh, capitalism is is um the better you are at being a capitalist, the worse you are at being a human being. <laughs> like yeah. you have to be. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, your 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 empathy it, it rewards uh, a sociopathy. It awards it rewards cruelty. And uh, if we are to believe that Christian that Christianity is uh for benevolence and uh brotherly love yeah it is opposite of capitalism if we assume that i think you're right it's funny you say that like a christianity or any religion is what you make it um it and is. i i grew up i and ignorantly not knowing that i grew up in a relatively progressive um christian environment oh interesting and, and the um yeah and i mean it was fundamentalist socially I was about to say, I the guess. stuff I, I was about to talk about, it sounded it's like the same shit we did. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's because um, I now have like a wider view of like what Christianity is in this country. Um, and in comparison to other, um, you know, sects, other denominations, other communities, um, it was relatively progressive. And and I wouldn't even say that I had 
a really traumatic um, Christian experience. Like I didn't leave the church because out of hurt or something. That's another thing that 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 usually catalyzes or triggers um uh, deconstruction. Yeah. But um the well, in what fashion was it progressive? I'd like to know. I mean, it wasn't very progressive. We still like marched against well, I mean, gay marriage. Though, like, in ways. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like so one example. So like um. I I grew up with the idea, like the thesis statement of that I was raised with in terms of Christianity was, um, you, um, you do not get what you deserve. You get it. You get access to the kingdom, to the kingdom of heaven because of Jesus's um, sacrifice, um, and yeah. because of your inability to earn this, because nobody can. Um, the only way of getting it is through Jesus, and. Um, it kind of puts everybody on on an even plane. I mean, it sounds like like if you just kind of like if you really like if you zoom out a bit, it just kind of sounds like socialism. It's like you do not get what you deserve; you get access to heaven. Whether like there's there's like an entitlement um, aspect to it, um, right. and um, you know, and heaven is this place where or like the the, the kingdom is it should strive to be like heaven, where it's a place where everyone has everything, and there's no money and there's no pain and there's no it's a utopia. Um, it sounds like like Marxism, Marx Leninism, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's freaking communism. Um, Wait, but, uh, so, oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so and like um, thinking of of the opposite, which would be like um, which how I would describe capitalism is like you only get what you deserve, and that what you get is because what, what if you work hard enough, you can achieve X, is like anti-Christian. It's like you can't yeah. work towards this. It's 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 impossible to reach this. So the only way of getting it is through Jesus. And um, also anyone has access to it and it's free. Um, and there's nothing that you can do to earn it. There's nothing that you can do to get rid of it. There's nothing that you can do. Like it's it's there. It's like it's like air, you know? It's like you yeah. you have free and, and immediate access to it um, and it's unlimited. Um, yeah. And um, like that's, that's the version of Christianity that I was raised with. Um, and um, I... I, I the more I learned about communism, <laughs> the more it sounded like Christianity well, to me. <laughs> but I mean, that doesn't sound like much different than most Christian denominations are familiar exactly, with. Exactly, like, which is why the salvation. Part. It's always been like a cognitive distance for me because it's like, oh, the, the, okay, yeah. Okay. So, so it's like, so why is this true, and you hate yeah. socialism at the same time? Like, what is it about? Yeah, okay. gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, like, um, um, that's something that I I didn't even know. Um, that there were Christians like this. Like, I didn't know about Christian nationalism. I didn't know about the the link between Republicans and the church. I, I, I didn't have that. Oh, my God. I mean, I lived in New Jersey. It's like in northern New Jersey, right? Right by New York City. That's where I live now. And it's like the blue, it's it's as blue as it can be. Um, okay. And yeah. so, like, that was, every Christian I met, like, you know, the only reason why they did, and they ultimately did vote Republican, was because of, you know, gay marriage and abortion. But, like, social issues, not, like, the, the grander scheme um, another, another thing about um, um, American conservatism or, or republicanism or whatever is like the the assimilation thing, where it's like, come be part of the United States. You're American. This is America. Speaking blah, blah, blah. like that, to always to me, it, it just felt so non-Christian to me, uh, well, which is crazy to say now, but like, yeah. Well, so I've always said that. Until recently. I stopped saying this after 2016 because it's not true. But if I was a white guy, I'd still be a Republican. Like, uh, seeing it through the eyes of a non-white person gives us 
a huge advantage <laughs> because you mm. you see the action, the bigotry and the uh, the uh, inequality and uh, mass as uh, you know obsequious gestures and shit. Mm. You're like, no, this is nonsense. And so, uh, and there's plenty of white evangelicals who ended up leaving and uh, weren't Republicans and everything like that. And so, but there's no. If I was a white guy though, if Trump came along, no, done. There's no way I would have stuck around for that. Mm. But I think we had an advantage um, of being able to see things through non-white eyes. That, that 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 definitely helped out. Um, and the other thing you mentioned, oh, what was it? You're talking about? Oh, uh, shit, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it's gone. I should have wrote it down. But I wanted to bring up these before I forget. Um, let me see what I wrote down here. You were doing an interview with, uh, it was like a couple or mm-hmm. something. I can't remember their yep. names. Josh and, and Prez. Yeah, Prez. That yep. was the name that stuck on. So they were talking about something that, it's a, it's a trope now, but all of us making fun of uh, youth pastors and how they were talking about their hot their hot wives and everything. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have sex, and the messages about sexual misconduct, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Coming from the, but I remember that you talk about masturbation, and it reminded me of when I was like twelve or thirteen, and I remember a youth pastor giving a sermon about sexual misconduct um having sex and uh, uh of course you know same old same old and then they ended he ended it saying that you know this is an altar call if you're having sexual sins you should come here and confess it and then he says i'm positive it was all boys it was all boys for this for this the sermon and he says that i am positive that like most people in this room have uh, committed sexual sin. And I was sitting there, I was like, all right, I haven't had sex with anybody, I'm fine. And then he said- wait, wait, how, You were 12? 12 or 13, 12 <laughs> or 13, something okay. like that. And uh, <laughs> I, I was not laying pipe at 12 or 30, sorry guys. <laughs> 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 what, what happened? <laughs> and so, uh, but he said that I'm positive that uh, most, of, most of the boys in this room have committed sexual sin. I'm fine, he goes. And then he said, it may not have involved the girls. Like, <gasps> I remember I was like, how does he know? I thought he was talking right. I thought he knew. I was like, man, how does he know I do that? I, I was so embarrassed. And uh, it's hilarious thinking about it now. But uh, I, I remember that very vividly, just being bewildered that he would know this. And, uh, but that was pretty funny. And uh, oh, this one actually doesn't involve uh, Christianity at all. Well, kind of. In 2002 or three. I went to a mission trip to China. It wasn't, it was a mission trip, but you can't just like bring missionaries into China. Chinese government will not let you do that. Mm. So what uh, a lot of East Asian countries do is they have schools for conversational English. So they teach you English, you know, in like second or third grade, because it's the lingua franca of international business. But, you know, learning it from a book is not the same as like speaking it. So they hire, you know, kids from or people from Australia, United States, London. Literally, uh, you don't need any credentials. The fact that you speak English conversationally is uh, something they'll pay you to teach mm. or pay you as a teacher. So that's how we would get in. We uh, we went in over the summer and uh, hey, do some proselytizing on the side or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it was a great experience. I'm glad I went. And uh, I remember uh, Prez. She talked about Americans 
and their ideas about how everyone is like them and mm. uh or they everyone should be like them and she was talking about how i forget where uh she where she was talking about but it is asian food um she likes savory soups or something for breakfast mm. and it reminded me of when my second day in china we spent the night at a hotel and the next morning we went downstairs and the staff said okay breakfast is served in that room over there um on the left side of the room, there's gonna be, you know, American breakfast. And on the right side of the room, there's gonna be Chinese breakfast. You can have whatever you want. And then I had the thought, I was like, I have no idea what Chinese breakfast looks like. Mm. Like, it's, it's, I, every time you eat Chinese food, it's like a lunch or dinner thing. I don't have the faintest idea what a Chinese uh, breakfast looked like. So of course we all thought the same thing too. Like we didn't say that a lot, we all had to know. Mm. And we went over there and the Chinese breakfast looked exactly like the Chinese lunch <laughs> Like there was, there was, there, there was, I mean, I'm sure there's a difference, but to me, it looked exactly the same. You had like rice and you had like strips of fish and chicken. So I was like, oh, well, it's kind of disappointing. And that's when I had the thought that she was talking about how we have this ethnocentric view that, you know, waffles are breakfast food. Eggs are breakfast food. It's mm. like, no, they, we just decided they were. <laughs> there's no rules behind that. And I thought that was pretty funny. But that was a, that was when I was doing my research on you, research on you, but uh, those, were, those were pretty good guess on that. Yeah, I, I always felt like um, Christianity, because it was a, it happened to be adopted by the most powerful people in the world, um, kind of just got married with um, Western colonialism. And they just it's kind of... It's inextricable. Yeah, they, they kind of came hand in hand with each other. I, 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 um, I heard this, this fact recently i just learned this the other day that like the um, the pilgrims who came to the united states they weren't coming um for religious freedom but um they it was the the other way around they left a place that was trying to practice religious freedom so they're like no we need to go create a, a utopia somewhere else they were essentially kind of kicked out because they they yeah. believed that um they shouldn't have to share a space with people who had a different religion than them so they came to the United States to be able to do that, to come and, and, yeah. and be bigots here. <laughs> they, they left uh, England for and went to Holland. Mm. And uh, then yeah, it was too free. Like, no, that's not what we want. <laughs> that's not what we want at all. Like, that's not what we meant. <laughs> we said we wanted, it's just like, it's the same message now when Christians say they want religious freedom. No, they don't. Like they just want to, uh, you know, dictate what everyone else should do. And so, yeah, that's, 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 that's true. The pilgrim stuff is, the pilgrim stuff and it's just this i found out early on is that we don't teach history we teach mythology that's mm. what we teach we we teach like that these people were gods that you know or, or or something something more than mortal men you know maybe not gods but you you they, attended they you attended a school named after a famous general didn't you <laughs> No, that was me. That was. Didn't you attend a school? Attended, didn't you attend a school named Robert E. Lee or something? <laughs> no, I wrote. I did a video about Robert. Okay, e. Lee, okay, okay. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. The, the school I went to was called Maranatha uh, mm. Baptist Academy. Yeah, and that was also the name of the college. No relation, but <laughs> it was named after. Uh, but no, we teach this mythology like with Robert E. Lee. Like we have a military base. Uh, for uh, Fort Lee, Virginia, is named after Robert E. Lee, and uh, we have uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, named after a Confederate soldier. 
Fort Bragg, named after a Confederate soldier. And it's just like, what are we doing here? I mean, could you imagine? And they always refer to the, the coward's last refuge. Of, well, this is history. It's like, no, you're not holding on to it because they were historical figures. That, yeah, fuck out of here. You know, mm. that's not what it is. But, I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine if there were hundreds of thousands of black people that like formed an army against the United States government and I got and had like a four year long conflict uh, with them? Like, would would we honor them in any way? Like, they would be <laughs> villains. They would be like, it, it, the idea that we've named military bases after them and built statues, it's absurd. And everybody yeah, knows there, it. There, there's it, a book, I, I say read, but it was an audiobook. But um, there's a book that I consumed called uh, Robert E. Lee and Me by Ty C. Duell. It was recommended to me, actually, is he a Marine? He's in the military. Um, and it was so good, man. Like, I, so I, I lived in Virginia for, for two years, um, two mm-hmm. years exactly, right by Fort Belvoir. And um, it was like, you know, everybody is in the military in the school that I attended. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, that's the closest thing to living in the South that I'd ever experienced. It's not really fully the deep South, but it was, it was, yeah, su- it was yeah. Southern enough um, for me it's to so, get. A- it's, it's, it's South adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's South of the Mason Dixon line. There we go. <laughs> but, um, uh, I remember seeing, you know, stuff named after Robert E. Lee and other Confederate soldiers, and I found it so weird. And this book um, talked about um, Christianity and its ties with the Confederate um, soldiers and stuff, and like all that. It just sort of like how they revered him like a religion, and there was like there's literal like um, shrines and stuff to this guy. And yeah, it's it's insane. It is insanity to me. And it you know, it is insane. It's you know, with Robert E. Lee, uh, the video I did about him, I was talking about the propaganda behind Robert E. Lee, like, but and that's not limited to like you know, Christian schools, like, everyone's taught this that mm. Robert E. Lee was uh, a man who hated slavery, he actually set his slaves free, but he loved the state of Virginia so much that he couldn't leave uh, and fight against the state. That's what everyone's talking about Robert E. Lee. Mm. That, that's what they're, they're taught. And uh, what else? I don't, did, did they go over this in the book you read? Uh, about his yeah. slave his slave uh, ownership? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, for the, for, for, um, from the listeners, is Robert E. Lee did free his slaves technically, but the story behind it is just great. So Robert E. Lee, Lee, Lee owned a bunch of slaves um on his own right but he also inherited like i don't know how many it was like 114 slaves from his father-in-law when his father-in-law died and uh in his father-in-law's will it says uh his name was george washington custis and he says okay when i die i want my human property his slaves to go to his son-in-law on the condition that after five years he sets them free that's that was in the will. And so he died, I think, in like 1859 or something like that. And so Robert E. Lee inherited like two years when the Civil War started. So he inherited the slaves, but he didn't want to set them free. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so he went to court twice, twice to try to keep the slaves. He went in like 1861 and 1863. 
And both times the court said, buddy, what do you want me to do? Like it's written right there. You have to release the slaves. And uh, what's funny to me is that this happened in 1861 and 1863. This is after the South seceded from the Union. Like he's in a Confederate court and a Confederate court is saying, buddy, we love slavery, but <laughs> the will, the will is the will. What do you want me to do? So he lost, he lost both court cases. This actually wasn't, this part wasn't even in the book, actually. <laughs> he, it's an amazing story. He lost both court cases. You, I mean, you look it up, it's, it's called renumeration. Uh, of George, the slaves of George Washington Custis to Robert E. Lee. It's, we still have the court records. <laughs> and so he lost both times. And so five years later, he freed the slaves because he was forced to by a <laughs> Confederate government. <laughs> like that, Imagine how much you have to love slavery that the Confederacy is like, buddy, you've got to release these slaves. So I, I never yeah, understood. I never understood the whole thing about it's like oh you know Robert E like you know he he hated slavery so that's why we it's part of the, why we that's why he work. fought and but it's like, but, this, but dude he fought in the war for slavery <laughs> even if he like had freed all their, his slaves he sent hundreds of thousands of men to their deaths to defend slavery I'm sorry like that's like oh, it's it, it's insane and like the fact that he just revered over this is, is crazy and. Like I said, it is taught. Like that is that is not limited to like the Christian fundamentalists. Like normal people are just taught. Yeah, Robert E. Lee was a noble man who hated slavery but loved his country. It's 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 staggering, and I just uh, it's embarrassing that it's still like that. I mean, like in the South, uh, they have like Robert E. Lee Day, and mm. it's the same day as Martin Luther King Day, and it's like it's God. like. Well, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? It's, it's Gosh. A, I know, right? It's just, it's so, oh, this is a good question. So when I was in uh, I guess, sixth grade. I, I, I guess Christians do that. They take Christmas, Easter, and Martin Luther King. I know, and right? Convert yeah. it into it's their own thing. It's, it's a smart move. But like Christmas and Easter is like, oh, it's innocuous. But Jesus, like Robert E. Lee. <laughs> um, but when I was in sixth grade, so this is something I had to written this down. I was getting to the end, but fuck it, I'll, I'll go. I'll go ahead uh, right now. Is you mentioned in the video how looking in his, at history, it's very obvious most times to see who the bad guy was. It's like, oh yeah, clearly, like these people are obviously in the wrong. And uh, what's that's true. That's true. What's interesting to me about this is. You don't have to go far back in history to do that. Like you can do it with pretty recent history, but somehow there is zero like introspection or self-reflection on people who've been proven like conclusively and hilariously wrong. Like none at all. And like do you you remember the Iraq war, right? Like you remember Republicans were just adamant about the Iraq war. If you if you even said anything like close, like uh, uh, you made the assertion, the, the implication, the suggestion that maybe we shouldn't be there, you were like you were a traitor to the United States, you know, you 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 were a blight on the existence of the United States of America. Like they openly said this for like 15 years and now they pretend that never happened. Like they, they pretended that no shame at all. And uh, when it comes like for the, our background, religious Southern white Christian fundamentalists have been wrong about literally everything. 
Like literally everything for a hundred years. They were wrong about segregation. Hundred. They're wrong. Huh? More than a hundred years. More than a hundred years. But yeah, like, but I, in the lifetime of people who were there, like uh, mm, they yeah. were wrong about segregation. They were long, wrong about women's rights. They were wrong about the satanic panic. They were wrong about gay rights. I mean, they they still don't. They're not embarrassed about that one. But you know, they were wrong about gay rights. They were. Uh, they're wrong with the Iraq war. They were rabid supporters of the Iraq war. Zero. Like, oh, my God. Like, why are we keep being wrong and all this shit? They never think about that. And that's it's, it's fascinating. To me. Have you have you heard of this book, Sapiens? It's like 10 years old now at this point. Um, you know, um, I don't read books. I don't see that video on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Um, yeah. I, I, I got into audiobooks like in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and and I, I, I have it downloaded. I'm, I'm, it's it's my it's next in my queue. Um, but uh, there's a podcast, um, with it's called uh, um, People I Mostly Admire. It's it's part of the Freakonomics series of you know, Freakonomics, yeah. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, no, no, well, no, not Malcolm, Gladwell. it's um. Uh, he didn't write Freakonomics? Oh, okay. Well, I know Freakonomics. I remember reading the book because. Well, he. Uh, I think he was like a guest on their show, but the, they're like. Oh, okay. The, there's like the, the the top podcasts are like um, This American Life with Serial and the one we were just talking about. Um, Freakonomics, Radio Lab. These are like the top five um, uh, podcasts. So Freakonomics, they have like um, they're like a, at this point like a collective of podcasts, and one of them is called People I Mostly Admire, and it's um, this uh, Chicago uh, uh, professor. Talking to usually somebody trying to sell something like a book they just wrote or whatever, um, but um, in this episode it's about this this Israeli dude who wrote this four hundred and fifty page book. This book you might I know you don't read books, but this one you might actually he, do the audio book. I, I think you'd be into it. He covers the entire history of mankind in a in a single book, and um, it's. I have my doubts. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying. Just... <laughs> yeah, well, well, listen to the podcast. I haven't, I haven't read the book yet, but um, it, from what I gather from the podcast, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading about it. But he talks about how, like, when you put things into that much perspective, like everything feels like a blip. And he talked yeah. about, he talks about how, like, um, uh, then, it, and then you also see like who wrote what part of history and you know what 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 sections of history do do we see for example the the um the uh, agricultural revolution right yeah. um, e- e- um economists see the agricultural revolution as something to celebrate it's like wow we figured out how to feed everybody and farming and that was great and blah blah, blah. Yeah. he's like and he's like but actually like um it's how we we created like viruses that like never existed we were suddenly living with like animals that we never wanted to or needed to like chickens and yeah and, and like goats and cows and stuff um and that's when we started the the first um, uh, pandemics came out with their agricultural revolution because people were or just eating one thing all the time and the people who really benefited from the agricultural revolution was pharaohs and kings and stuff because they were the one re- reaping all the rewards of all these farmers around them producing a variety of constant um, consistent food yeah. um, where the hunter gatherers before the, um, those people um, where they had food variety they had to exercise like it was generally a healthier way of eating. Um, and you know, so he, he talked. He has these sort of like hot takes <laughs> about history, yeah. and I, I found it so fascinating. So he talks about religion, and he basically says like we're constantly looking for like a story to be told in something, and the storytellers, the, whoever's the best storyteller, will end up winning. Um, yeah, you know, what the, the the story that will be told, whoever's the best at telling the story, 
And, yeah. you know, I think about like um, uh, Christianity as being like a sort of relatively recent thing in mankind um, in like the grand scheme. And like, this is the one story that, that was best marketed, <laughs> I think. Um, and, you know, the, the story of Jesus actually um, was like multiple stories. Like there were multiple virgin I birth know, stories. Right? And <laughs> there was multiple. And, and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up before. Like uh, I never got into apologetics or learning about any of this stuff um, because it was scary to me and it was going to make me lose my faith. Um, but um, recently I got really into it and I discovered all this stuff. And like, dude, this was here the whole time. Um, like the story of Moses um, was only written for the first time, 600 BC, which is crazy to me it's like it happened thousands of years before it was actually written um it's just like i i <laughs> and then we, we're talking we're we're com, we're arguing uh, america's are arguing about stuff that happened like in the grand scheme of things like seconds ago and we're forgetting about it and also and even telling people like dude that was pss, slavery was a long time ago get over it it's like dude segregation was like yesterday it was like right in the grand scheme it was like three seconds ago <laughs> and there's people that still celebrate their heritage like they're german or irish or polish and i'm being very specific about what kinds of heritages i'm about the things that they've been celebrating for thousands of years and they're complaining about something that happened five seconds ago i know um, like every black person you know like their parents or grandparents were alive for segregation like that yeah. I, that's it's it's crazy to think how recent it was and what's funny to me is that once again it's another thing you know white conservative christians wrong about like they were all, they were all jerry falwell uh, senior was a huge proponent of segregation so was bob jones senior like they they all loved it and uh what's funny to me is this isn't uh specific to christians but republicans in general is that they'll say look yes <laughs> The segregation was bad, like finally. The, thank you for admitting that after you know 100 years. But they'll say segregation was bad, but Civil Rights Act 1965, you know, now segregation is illegal. And they act like the segreg like the racists went away. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were, I'm sorry, like, yeah, sure, it was illegal, but you didn't make these people not racist after that. Like they still lived decades afterward. And like all the cops that were just uh, sending dogs on black people for being black. Like, who do you think trained the next generation of cops? It's like, it's just, it's, 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 you can't be good at history and be a conservative. You have to be one or the other. Like you, you, you have to be, it's, it's, it's impossible to be good at history and be a conservative. But I was gonna talk about something you mentioned with Moses um, and how it was first written down in 600 BC. Uh, and the story of Moses would have taken place in like 1700 BC mm -hmm. or something like that, like insanely long before that. But I wasn't in the podcast you mentioned that mentioned because I'd like to listen to that because it was my understanding that the book of Deuteronomy was the the fifth book of Moses, fifth book of Moses uh, was written in AD or 600 BC. It was discovered. Mm. It was discovered. Like, oh, hey, look, we discovered a new book of books. Obviously, a for forgery. But like the birth of the monotheistic God that we know, Yahweh, mm -hmm. as the one and true God, does come from 600 BC. So I, I would, you're right. I would be interested to, to, to look into that. It's hard to talk about like the developments of humanity 
and saying it's bad or good. I mean, I'm sure they talked about this because, uh, yeah, hunter gatherers did live better lifestyles than us. You know, they were more active. They uh, they ate less, but they ate better. And they slept more, but you know these people died at forty-two. <laughs> it's like oh, I, I, I think I, that I think, right now we we've sort of tweaked the agricultural um, system so that we can get you know variety of food, or whatever. But when it first started, it's like if you were a rice farmer, all you ate was rice, <laughs> and like if you had like a like a bad if you had like a bad harvest, like something you know something infected the crops, whatever, like you were screwed. Like your family would just die. Here um you does that yeah. yeah and yeah, like yeah. um you know people's um, lifespans were less and like it was it was bad I, we're we're get i think we're at a point now where you know some nutrition nutritionists will say it's like we're eating better than we ever have in the history of mankind even you know as as much as people hate the the packaged and the that's process that's surprising to hear i would not have guessed that you yeah mean, like humans um, in general united states have a hard time with yeah yeah i mean we're we're fat and stuff but it's like um i'm fat i don't know about you but i'm fat but <laughs> but it's like our access to nutrients is like um greater than it's ever been it's like you, you yes can, you yes. can go to mcdonald's and get like um, all the calories and 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 nutrients <clears throat> and vitamins and minerals you get you you need from like a single meal um, and that just was yeah. not the case, um, you know, uh, hundreds of years. Yeah, ago. it's um, it's and, and it's rigged against you too. Like uh, the the that's why when people talk about how hey, if you want to lose weight, you have self control. But yeah, listen, uh, McDonald's has like you know engine like scientists that are hired specifically to make the food as addictive and tasty as possible. Like I'm sorry, like you're it's a uh, that's gonna you you can tell people you self control all day long, but and it's cheap as hell. It's cheaper than buying uh, actual good food. So yeah. You know, it's, speak, it's, speak, speaking on this topic, um, what, you were talking about how you had this experience at, at a barbershop where everybody was an idiot. <laughs> and that's been one of the things that for me relatively recently has has like um, kind of given me a bad taste in my mouth about church where it's, I feel like it sort of breeds like yes. dumb people. <laughs> Like so, if you, if you want if you have like an MLM right and you want to and you want to get <laughs> and your goal is to capture and your goal is to capture as many idiots as you can it's like dude go to church like if if somebody told me like dude I have this product it's it works like a pyramid right I just want to get I just need like a like a tall stack of dumb people where can I find them like bro I got you <laughs> I got you bro I know where to find them like what uh, what is it about like why is there I mean I know why but. <laughs> What do you think it is about um, uh, church attendees and like um, predatory business systems or scams or whatever that is? Just I mean, you're you're right. I mean, that's why they target them because you know these people aren't. I don't think they're born, you know, dumb or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you are conditioned to take uh, to to ignore rational thought. Mm. And say, listen, I know it doesn't make sense, but if you have faith, it'll, it's you're a good person. You're a good person to ignore your 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 critical faculties. Mm. So you're told that enough times by people you trust, you know, by your uh, your parents, by your your. Because it's just funny. It's so funny how flimsy the idea of God is. <laughs> like it's just it's like literal children see right through it. They see mm. right. If you've ever talked to a child about God, they will stump you in three questions easily. Like a seven-year-old is like, okay, um, 
does does God know the biggest number? Like if if there's like uh, <laughs> can, can, can God tell you what the biggest number is? <clears throat> and it's like no. Uh, well, I thought he was uh, omnip- uh you know omnipotent. Why can't he do that? It's can like, he divide by zero? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like okay, well, God is limited by you know logic and space. Okay, well then he's not omnipotent. I'm sorry, you you can't have it both ways. And uh, it's just so fucking flimsy, and everyone knows it. And so adults are like, okay, so you have these questions and they don't, they have the same questions and they tell you, well, you're actually a better person if you can ignore those questions and still believe it. That's, and, and the Bible does say that. Uh, Jesus says, uh, you know, you have seen, Thomas, you have seen and believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So God's telling you, you're a better person if you, um, you know, if you're a, a credulous idiot. And so uh, you're told that enough times and, yeah, they're going to – what really bothers me about MLMs is very predatory because church isn't so much – I mean, look, wait, church is not about people wanting to know more about God. It's not. And I found that out very early on because I was insatiable in my desire to learn more, and most people didn't give a fuck. But it's about community. That's what yeah. it is. It's like it's, 100%. It's a, it's a club. Yeah, it's a club that uh, – you 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 hang out on Sunday. You have activities. Your kids do this. That's great. Like it's actually really great, and uh, that's what people are yearning for because it's getting worse and worse. We're further atomized from our society. Most people don't even know their neighbors anymore. So what bothers me about MLMs is that they prey upon that. They go after like you know, uh, like bored and lonely and isolated housewives who. You know, they don't have any friends out, out they, they never leave their house. And then they say, hey, you know, how about you use the very limited social capital you do have to work for us and uh, bother your friends, risk losing them to make us more money? It's, it's hideous, like preying on people's loneliness. And it's just like, God, I hate it so much. And this is why also I'm not quite as forgiving <laughs> I used to be, I don't know about you, but I was a acerbic dickhead atheist for a couple of years. I mm. really was. I because I felt hurt. I felt like I've been lied to and shit. And I'm not that person anymore. I don't I never really do that stuff a lot. But it I still feel the same way about people who talk about religion, like, oh, it was actually pretty good. It's like, no, it is it's actually an inroad to help you believe nonsense. And mm. people prey on that. And I'm like, why would you tell us if you know this is bullshit? Why am I uh, saying it's good that people believe bullshit? I, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I, I've been seeing my deconstruction as comparing it almost to like the, the stages of grief, whatever. And it is, know, yeah. They, yeah. They, they say that like stages of grief aren't necessarily linear. It's it, it's more like a circle, or it could be a star shape. Like you could just hop around the different um, yeah. phases, and and it comes in waves where you have like the anger phase, and then acceptance and then you get angry again like you're kind of going back and forth um right i i had some anger <laughs> months yeah. um and you know they they it, I, I i go to that space sometimes um but um when i think about like i constantly tell myself to zoom out just to zoom out zoom out like look at the, the bigger picture and um i try as best my as best i can because because christianity is, is still as popular as it is and it's not going to go anywhere at least not in my lifetime right um, yeah I, oh, I mean i i read somewhere that um uh in by 2070 it, it'll in the united states at least it, for the first time it'll become a minority 
um, which is, I guess, far in the future. Oh, like, like yeah. the plurality religion, but not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like, but when I think about that, it's like I have to learn to accept that there's just going to be Christians, they're gonna, there's going to be Christians, and there's nothing yeah. that can be done about that. Um, nope. And you know, I think about like your, like your story about your dad, where there has there have been people that have used their experience of church to see positive change in their own lives. Yes, yes. Um, and it's sort of like a double-edged sword because um, um, uh, there's like a famous YouTuber atheist that I I, I don't I don't necessarily consider myself an atheist. I, I'm more like an agnostic at this point, but um, he he ta- he has like oh, a. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, all right. I hate this conversation, but I can't help myself. Mm. <laughs> I can't help myself with it. So, ath- this is how, when people say atheists or hear the word atheist, mm-hmm. they assume that uh, an atheist is asserting that there is no God. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, I'm telling you that no God exists. No one can do that. Like, mm-hmm. no one can. Like, that's not that, that an atheist is someone who knows that God doesn't exist. That person isn't real. Like that, that person has never existed at all. And um, atheism is just saying, I'm unconvinced that there's a God. Mm. And uh, and people say agnostic as in like a like a, a weird halfway point, as mm. in like, a, well, there might be a God and there might not be. Well, that's not what agnostic means. Like agnostic just means, do you know? Like, do you know if a God exists? And if you ask me, we're all agnostic. Everyone mm. on planet Earth is an agnostic. No one knows. You can believe. So, like atheism and theism is about belief, and Gnosticism and agnosticism is about knowledge. And so, you can be an agnostic atheist, which mm. like I am, uh, someone who doesn't know if God exists, but I don't believe it. Or you can be a uh, an uh, uh, an agnostic theist, where I don't know if God exists. But I believe one does, mm. and but even in the uh, like conversational U-turn, uh, use of the word uh, agnostic, I just say an agnostic is someone who's just three beers away from being atheist. That's what an agnostic <laughs> is in my opinion. It's like, yeah, come on, you. It's like it's just dressing it. I'm not. Or, or I'm three beer, or three beers away from from seeing God in quotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so I, what I was saying is, um, this this YouTuber he he took all of like the the big, um, uh pro-religion uh, arguments and stack them almost like in a tier list. It's like, this is a C tier, this is a B tier. And the S tier, the highest tier was personal experience. And it's like, it's the hardest one to debunk because people you feel, can't. you can't, because people feel that they know what they know what they know. And if you ask, yeah. if you if we had this conversation five years ago, I would have told you, my personal experience tells me that I ain't no agnostic. There is a God and there's no doubt in my mind that there right, is a God, right. you know? And, um, you know, I've, I've, I know a few, um, you know, recovering addicts that, um, cold Turkey, day one met Jesus and never went back. And I can't tell them, I can never tell them. It's like what you experienced was fake. You know, it's, it's like what you experienced was, I mean, I, what I would tell them, it's like, that was a placebo, you know, it's a new drug, (laughs) but, um, uh, that's what helped you, um, uh, right you know, with your addiction if it but... made your life better uh, exactly like i i have never tried to convince my dad that christianity is bullshit because it has had an unquestionably positive like, he probably wouldn't be alive if he didn't convert to christianity and he is not who he was you know back then like I mean, he's not an crazy insane fundamentals anymore but 
he's never not going to believe in God. And that's fine with me. Like, I, I don't care. One thing I mean, that I have that I feel like that I can assert um, is that whether there's a God or not, let's say that there is a God and, and that he's listening and that he's he's active or whatever. If there is a God, I don't think that Christians know him. I don't think that I don't think that the God that Christians believe that exists, the benevolent, the the perfect, the the almighty, the all knowing, like this beautiful, excellent, amazing, crazy, good God is the God that Christians are worshiping. Because um, if that were the case, then Christianity would not motivate people to do the things that they have done. And, you know, and even with the argument where people say, like, you know, people aren't perfect, Christians aren't, blah, 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 like, God's will for for for, Christ, for Christians are to be a certain way, and people aren't living it. It's like, no, like, people who are living um, Bible-based lives um, have, you know, led armies and colonialism, and, like, there's there's been so many things that the Bible and uh, well-intending Christians have done that yeah. I can't believe that the Holy Spirit led them to do that. Um, I always ask people to tell me, what is, can you identify the like theological differences between modern Protestant Christianity and the Ku Klux Klan? Like, what are the theological mm -hmm. disagreements there? Like, you can, like, you can say, like, listen, I don't think that, uh, you know, black people should be chased out of town, and I don't think they should be lynched. Like, okay, fine. But when it comes to like, you know, soteriological questions, like how do you get saved? Uh, who is Jesus? It's all the same shit. Like it mm -hmm. is. So you can't tell me like that's a, a, a reliable way to be to be a good person. And, and it's funny you mentioned that uh, the God that they believe in, the God that they believe in is a million different things. I mm -hmm. mean, there's a I mean, it's always funny that they call it a personal God because exactly what it is. Like it's it's it's. It's whatever you conjure up in your mind. So, yeah, it's this. You're right. It's just. Uh, I don't know. I just can't see. I don't understand how it's not glaringly obvious. Like it's just. It's just after enough time, if you look into this, like, oh yeah, none of this makes any fucking sense at all. But have have there uh, been have there been any further deconstructions in your life since twenty one? You know, since um, leaving Christian faith, has there been any any other mean? like? Like um, big changes of mind in your own life, in your own psyche. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was always like a moderate Republican, mm. you know, um, I was never like super far right. I always thought like being opposed to gay marriage was absurd. I, I always thought that was insane that people would, you know, burn calories on, on, on something like that. But uh I began to realize uh, after my uh, departure from Christianity that a lot of my political beliefs were just tied to the church that I was in and mm. telling me that I I should uh, I should vote a certain way and everything. And um, so my political deconstruction started probably before my uh, religious one, because, I mean, oh, one thing you mentioned in a video you did was. I think you said, I can't remember how you phrased it, but uh, like your realization that modern uh, Christianity was not about love, that it's actually about hate. Like that's, mm. that's the whole point of it. And, uh, and it's true. It's about hatred and suspicion. 
It's about hatred of trans people, hatred of gay people, hatred of taxes, uh, hatred of, let's be real, black people. I mean, it's just all about hatred. And the only love, they, they say it's about love, but the only love that they're interested in is tough love. That's it. That's the only love they care about. It's like, listen, listen, um, you you don't understand. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm opposing all these things. I'm opposing like pay to single moms, and I'm opposing uh, the uh, idea that two people should be able to get married and love each other. Or I you I, I sound like an asshole, but don't you? Understand? I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. Mm. Like I I know it seems like I'm being mean, but this is for your own good. Like that's the only thing that they care about. And they, they actually, they know this. Like they, you ever heard people talk about like, yeah, I'm an asshole. I'm a son of a bitch. They love it. Like they, they talk about it all the time and it's, it's nothing loving about it's it. It's on all the t-shirts. It's, it's all, I, I call them Walmart t-shirts where it's like, like, yeah, the Walmart like get yeah. off my Bible, my guns, my this and my truck and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, and it's also funny. This, I mean, this is something that I, I know it's like very early on that, Jesus could not stop shitting on rich people. He couldn't stop. Mm. Like, it was damn near a language for the guy. At every chance he got, he was talking shit about rich people and how they can't get to heaven and how, yeah, you see them donating, you know, uh, giant baskets of money, but, you know, that's a small fraction of their wealth. And the, this poor woman who gave two pennies, that's a way more than the rich people gave. And Jesus never had one nice thing to say ever. Not once. But fast forward to, you know, modern Christianity. He said, you cannot serve God and man. You can't serve God and money. These people love them some money. They love it. And they, and can, and they love actually, billionaires. They, they, will, they will get it's, off their dicks. It's like. <laughs> it will, it's a, and it's an indicator because the, the weird blending of Christianity and capitalism, like there's. You can't tell where one ends and one begins. Like it's no longer Christianity anymore. It's a cult that you know worships uh, American conservatism and, ca- and capitalism more than anything else. And it's uh, the more money you have, they 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 pretend this isn't the case. They say it's not true, but they act like it is. The more money you have, most likely it means that God, you've done something in favor of God. Sure, they'll say, yeah, of course. Like there's some rich guys that you know, cheated and lied. But if you follow all the rules and you're a good person, you will make money. And which is why, which is why Trump like crushed everyone because what are they supposed to say? This guy's a billionaire. Like anything you say is like, is, is automatically inferior because he is a billion dollars. That means he did everything right. Why should we listen to anyone else? And it's like, that's what American conservatism and American Christianity is. It's a, it is, it's a foul, disgusting hate-filled like uh uh repository of people who love capitalists and can't get off the dick of billionaires it's one of elon musk it's absurd one thing that like kind of started it for me was you know just learning about i remember this is when i discovered bernie sanders i had never thought about you know the the, the economics of this country and i i never really place myself on the political spectrum like it, i was a musician i was a musician for most of my my college What'd career um guitars and um and drums oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um for those on audio i have like six guitars hanging behind my head but um uh you know i i just never thought about this stuff and i didn't care but um 
when I started learning about um, specifically um, democratic socialism, um, I would have these conversations with people that I respected, people in church. You know, these uh, these are like church lobby conversations, and their opposition to it was so like strong and so like from their heart that I'm like. How, what is it about this that that you don't like? And they they'd say you know like that's communism, that's this and that. But it's like, but it, it isn't. And also like, you know, as you were saying, like you know, Jesus didn't really like rich people. You know, Jesus, um, uh, Jesus was constantly thinking about the poor. Jesus, like the the whole up about it. the like, main. <laughs> I, and I said I said this earlier. It's like the main thesis statement of Christianity is not getting what you deserve, but the opposite. Um, so it just sound, it just rhymes with um, uh, socialism to me. And they were like so opposed to it that I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you telling me that the Holy Spirit, and this is this is a, from this is my Pentecostal background. It's like the Holy Spirit that has dictated every um, uh, decision and um, worldview and everything in your life. You know, these are people that I respected and listened to and right. you know preached to me. Um, the the same Holy Spirit that that has influenced your life um, is telling you that this is bad. And the Holy spirit that I thought was leading my life is telling me that this is good. Does that mean that we're listening to a different Holy spirit? Like is like what's happening here. And um, I remember, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're aware of, of the famous Twitch streamer, uh, destiny. He has this, this, yeah, de- yeah he has gets in this debate with this Christian guy. It's like a, it's a viral TikTok video right now, but it's like, um, he's like, how do you know if somebody came and told you, you know, God told me X, like, what do yeah. you have to back that up? And um, because there's no way of knowing. Um, no way. Like, how could, like, wh- how can you decide what morality is or isn't? And this is what started the wheels turning for me, where it's like, wait a second. So this isn't like universal. Like, it's not just like a big universal word speaking speaking the god's truth to everyone at the same time like aren't we on one accord it's like i guess not so it's like that's where it, it kind of like became like a wizard of oz moment for me like the 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 curtain was lifted it's like oh there's just like a dude back there <laughs> it's just a Listen, dude <laughs> it's like once again flimsy as hell my favorite thing to, my favorite thing to do is when uh someone says that well you know uh we can't do X because the Bible says so. And the guy is to say, oh, actually, well, God just showed up me five minutes ago and said, that's all wrong. So uh, <laughs> we can we can just ignore that. And like, what are you supposed to say? Like, how do you, I mean, it's, it's insane, though, that people think like how little thought goes into this. Like how, inc- and I, so I remember having this, this thought, like once again, the cracks started forming early on. Uh, we would have these church business meetings. And so uh, after the service or whatever, the pastor would call a business meeting and says, okay, so the church is looking at, you know, expanding its property. You know, uh, we want to buy uh, X number of land and we want to put a building on us and whatever. So uh, the pastor would tell everybody, okay, take the next week and pray over this for a direction of the Holy Spirit. And then we'll vote on what the church does next week. So the next week showed up for service for the the, the uh, prayer meeting, and the votes would be like 70, 30, 60, 40. And once again, I'm a teenager here, and I was like, hold on, hold on. Like, I, wait a minute here. We spent a week 
praying to the Holy Spirit. And so, are you telling me, am I to believe You told me that, some of y'all didn't pray or did the Holy Spirit yeah, contradict like, himself? <laughs> one of two things, or one of three things happened. Uh, first, uh, the the holy the, the holy spirit is giving different answers to forty percent of the population. Why why would he do that? <laughs> uh, or the second is like he's like forty percent of this church population is not right with God. God. Come on, are you telling me that there's like four out of like people who are not right with God and participate in church business? He's like, why would they do that? And then the third option, maybe the holy spirit is not talking to any of you. Like maybe like that. What and. This is I love this one for uh, election season because white Protestants vote Republican at like a 85 percent clip. Black Protestants, on the other hand, vote Democrat about 85 percent. Now, once again, this is what I like. Please tell me, please tell me the significant theological differences between black Protestants and white Protestants. There are none. They, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to Father by him. You know, uh, uh, anyone who confess or <clears throat> anyone who professes the name of Jesus shall be saved. It's all the same shit. There's no theological difference between the black church and the white church, and they all pray to the Holy Spirit and look for guidance, and the Holy Spirit is telling them two different answers. So I love asking this question. It's like, why? Why is the Holy Spirit giving them two different answers? And uh, they, so you can, it's either one of two things, or once again, one of three things. Uh, one, you think that the white church is right, the black church is wrong. That's what they think. That is the answer. Like, that. that is the answer. They don't say it because this sounds really bad. And, uh, or the Holy Spirit is giving them two different answers. Mm -hmm. Or there's no Holy Spirit. Like that that's the obvious answer. And it's like, and also if you correct for uh everything outside the Holy Spirit, okay. Well, oh also, this is what makes it funny too, because they think that the black church is uh, you know, voting uh for evil and uh destruction, the demon rats and everything. And it's like, listen, black people in the United States of America were literal property. Like, like uh, people say that they were three-fifths of a person. That's not true. They, they were zero-fifths of a person. <laughs> three-fifths mm. was just like something to get uh, uh, more uh, representation in Congress for white people. And then Civil War happened. They're not slaves anymore, but they are second-class citizens in the South, at least in the United States. A hundred years later, Civil Rights Act happens, or Civil Rights Movement happened, and black people are, are at least given like uh, equality in law, if even if not in reality. And you are telling me the Holy Spirit led those people astray. Like, after all that, the Holy Spirit said, no, nah, I'm going to tell the white people the right thing. And the black people tell them the wrong thing. Is that, is that what you believe? It's it's insane. I the, mean, the Holy Spirit the is really ineffective. <laughs> Super ineffective. Like, yeah, it's like, how, how, it's, Jesus Christ. I, 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 uh, once again, a literal child saw the flaw in this. And I can't believe you don't talk about it more because... How do you know? And this would happen. I would. I remember having this conversation with my friends in college. I knew this girl who uh, I can't remember what it was, but she like uh, took a she took a job or she moved or something. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's really leading me to do this. Like, okay, and it didn't work. And I just said it fell through. And the next year, she's like, uh, okay, the Holy Spirit's really leading me to do this. And I was like, wait a minute. 
but the Holy Spirit was wrong last time. And she's like, well, no, he wasn't wrong. I just, uh, I wasn't right with God. And I was misinterpreting what he was saying. I was like, how do you know you're not doing that now? Like, if I talked to you a year ago, you wouldn't have said you were, you weren't right with God. You figured <laughs> that out later when the plan didn't work. And this happened all the time. And I was just like, my God, people, how are you not seeing this? I just, uh, another, I don't get it. Another I, one for me is um, when I think about um, the um, Christianity's effect on any given state in the United States. It's like the more Christians there are, like the more teen pregnancy, the less educated, the like. The, I don't know if one causes the other, but it's like they're both true, oh, and and it's yeah. like um, if you, it's like, has there ever been a time when a place being more Christian that was good for that place? And this it's like a, I don't, I don't think sorry. it's ever been true. <laughs> it's so. This is what Jesus Christ. So. uh Republicans, like the uh, intellectual ones, they really like to hold on to the idea of Christianity and how Christianity uh, shaped the modern world and that uh, we get our ideas of human rights and uh, equality from the Bible nonsense. And then you start pointing out like all the horrible shit in the Bible. It's like, okay, yeah, but, you know, the, the trajectory of human rights has actually gotten a lot better. And I was like, Okay. However, it gets better the less serious we take Christianity. Mm. Like if Christianity was real and if it was true, if you go back to like the Middle Ages, it'd be utopia. Like because they loved the Bible. They loved everything about it. And it's the opposite. Like if if Christianity or the Bible actually was a good for humanity, why is it the less serious we take it, the better life becomes? It's just like they just have to hold on to this idea. They have to. It's just like they can't divorce themselves from the, the obvious. Well, and, and I, like, I think you mentioned it, like facing the reality is quite difficult for them. And so they prefer an easy answer rather than, you know, the, the harsh reality. Yeah. Man, I, w- I wanted to be respectful of your time. And, you know, I'm I know I'm going to have you on again. <laughs> Because this is like fun. this is fun for me. <laughs> Please do. Uh, I have been, I've been trying. I've always intended. Like, when I was little, I always wanted to have a radio show. That was kind of thing. I was when I was little and like now. There's no reason I can't just do podcasts. I've been so fucking lazy, and so I spent like all afternoon trying to. What do you? Do? I don't even know what you do. What's your? What do you do for a living? I I am the uh, program manager for Indiana's emergency rental assistance program. And uh, that came about after the COVID pandemic because a lot of people were losing, uh, you know, their jobs. And the federal government had like these block grants to help people out with their rental assistance. And so I hit up that that program. Indiana is a trash fire Republican state. And it is just a fucking nightmare. Just just every day is a never ending series of just man made horrors beyond your comprehension. And this is really stingy with this money and trying to help people. But yeah, I've been doing this for almost a year now. Um, where can people find you? What's it? Cause I know you're, you get banned a bunch on TikTok. <laughs> powers taken, not given on TikTok is, a, and there's a backup account powers taken, not given three. Okay. Uh, I have a YouTube uh, page, but it's just like five TikTok videos under the same name. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll have a better answer next time. Yeah, but uh, man, I, I really enjoy talking to you. Uh, I, I'd love to uh, appear anytime you like. 